Network Exclusive. song like that I got my rocks off on. Oh, yeah. This new one is more like, yeah. I don't know what it's like. It's like we're going to the mall. Hello! Oh, and shit. Oh, shit. To another exciting You scared the shit out of me. Bonus episode of Longbox Small the Talk. Shit I am Bill Kurtner. Seated feel, next to me is my- I can feel my, my heart in my asshole right now. Seated next to- That's a long trip. Seated next to me is my favorite ex-member of Green Day. Rod the Bot, Aaron. Was I at least one of the cool ones? No, you're one of the shitty backup band guys. Uh, from of the, course from I the am. Mid-2000s. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the jackass that plays the Tom Toms on stage. <laughs> or that stupid-ass keyboard player. <laughs> I was actually reading about a, a, a lady that... Uh, man, You read I'm, about I'm gonna, a lady? I read... No, no, no. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up, Bill. <laughs> Listen to your inane dribbling all the time. So... I, no, no, I read about somebody, um, god damn it, who was the band? She was just some lady who was like a go-go dancer or something that just okay. like got on stage with them one day and took all of her clothes off. Oh, and Hawkwind. She... Hawkwind. Go on. That was Hawkwind. Yeah, what was the lady's name? Uh, I don't remember, but I know it was from the 70s, right? Sounds right. Yeah, yeah it's, Hawk, it's the band Hawkwind, yeah. Okay, so she would just dance erotically yeah. to their music on stage? And she was a member of the band. Uh, yeah. Yep. She toured with them. Yeah. That's a great, for like five or six years. If we ever do a live podcast anywhere, let's do that. I mean, it's Bill and Rodney and Titty Lady. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, we bring somebody out because I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not going to be one of I us. I think if you pass the hat, we would, make, <laughs> we would make our year's salary just to keep our clothes on easily. Let's do that. I, I'm down with that. Why are we recording a podcast? Let's go to public places and threaten to get nude if they don't pay us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm down with this. Yeah, it's the opposite of that scene from a. Uh, Billy Madison. That is correct. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Okay. A dollar, the shirt comes off, lady. <laughs> okay. I watch Tomorrowland. I'm sorry. It's not bad. It uh, First two and a half acts are good. The ending is a bit preachy. It's a bit, if we don't take care of the world, the world is going to die. I really wish they'd have rewritten that a little bit better. Um, but as far as like, it really, if the ending hadn't sucked, it could have been like America's Harry Potter. Ooh. Easily. They could have had a franchise there. They don't, they won't have one now. Um, it was, like I said, way too preachy. Yeah. Way too. There's not enough dreamers in the world. I, I'm sorry. I have to bring something up real, real quick. Just Go. constructive criticism. Go ahead. Uh, I hate your voices. All of them. I'm fine with it. Okay. The hate is shared. Okay. It's it's a mutual hatred, so it's uh, okay. Clooney was good. Oh, uh, I missed. The girl that uh, that plays the main girl in it was really cool. I thought she she's going to be... I don't know her name. You're going to see her pop up again. You know, I, I watching the trailer for it, I was kind of intrigued by it. It's a lot more violent than like most Disney things that I've seen. Like the trailer... Have you seen the movie? I've seen parts of it. Uh, it's seen, not nearly as violent as you think. It's it seemed violent. Like it's, I understand, like they're robots in the house, but it, like he shot one of them. It's and exploded Pixar violent. One of, yeah. It's Pixar violent. 
Okay, well. Like Incredibles? Because, I mean, it is Brad Bird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. I guess I'm that makes so a lot excited, of sense. I'm so excited, man. He, they're doing a sequel to Incredibles. Yeah. You haven't heard uh, about that? No, I've heard about it, but I'm just, we haven't oh, talked just, about it. Yeah, of course I not. I love that movie, man. Maybe we need to do a Disney episode at some point. We should do a Disney episode. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, we have to talk about that. I can, I can get down with some Aladdin. I mean, I don't... <clears throat> see, I got into... I, I'm from the era where I liked some of their live action stuff. Mm-hmm. Black Hole, Tron, you know, those two. <laughs> Tron Just Legacy. those two? Tron Legacy. <laughs> I, and, and I'm bummed because they're not going to do a third Tron movie. Oh, really? They kept playing with the idea. They're not, they decided not to do it. Damn they shelved it. it. They, I mean, can't, they can't end on that shitty sequel. See, I like that movie, man. It was fun. It's really fun to watch. I, I enjoyed parts of it, but the storyline was... I couldn't follow. I, did you watch the original? Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. Yeah. You're not a total idiot, then. <laughs> no, um... I'm gonna make your blood boil. The, the original doesn't hold up. I loved it as a kid. I mean, it is... I watched it, like, two years ago. It is what it is. I, we were, we rewatched it the other day. You could literally say that about any movie that's already been made. We, we rewatched it the other day, and it has Troll so, Two. It is what it is. Tron Titanic. It is what Tron, it is. Shut up. Tron has Schindler's it, List. It is what it is. <laughs> the feel good movie of the summer. No, uh, it it has some it has some hard parts to watch, but you know what? It's of its time. You know, if you go back and watch it and you see, especially it's great to watch on Blu-ray because they really cleaned the stuff up, especially the uh, the parts in the real world. Mm-hmm. It's very cleaned up and you can see, you know, it is so 1982. You know, it's odd that you brought up the Blu-ray of Tron because uh-huh. uh, you know how like a lot of times you can collect points and shit uh-huh. for a lot of programs and, and things like that. Are you on the Disney points? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, I never really thought. Thought about doing it until I was going through all of my movies, like pulling out all the voodoo codes, the mm-hmm. uh, ultraviolet codes, so that I can pull them all into my voodoo library. Yeah. And I was just collecting these Disney things. I was like, well, I've got a lot of these. Like, what can I do with them? Yeah. Let me see. So I went on their shop, and the only thing that I gave two rats asses about was Tron on Blu-ray. And I don't know how many points it was. Probably like a fucking thousand or some shit. I don't know how you many did. Yeah. And they sent it to me for free. I was like, fuck it's, yeah. It, it's a good Blu-ray to have. It's got a lot of great bonus features. Uh, watching the making of, mm-hmm. like how everything was shot. Uh, they all the costumes were gray and white, different f- shades of gray, and like they basically color corrected everything. Added color. every frame of every everything. Every frame is color is color corrected. And that's insane. Add, it is. See, and, I feel like that's more more impressive than it, actually it watching the movie. It, it is, and of course that is like early CGI, man. That's early CGI work. It was it was one of the first. It very, yeah, one of the very first films to utilize it because that was the movie that uh, that it was gonna win a Oscar or something, but they decided that it used too much CGI or something like that. Yes, yes, yeah, and they were disqualified. Oh, okay, special I, effects. I don't want to talk anymore about Dizzy because I got one of I, I one of the better Disney films to come out years ago that was a bomb by critics and in the box office or by the box office critics liked it. Dude, my kids and I love John Carter. John Carter is fucking everybody that I show that to mm-hmm. like, why didn't fucking Disney call this like princess of Mars, like the book? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a big fan of the books. Um, I, and I don't know why, I don't know why they didn't do that because it is such a good movie and it could have been a great franchise. I think it had star Wars potential because 
it just it was just wholesome and fun, but still lots of action, man. And that kid, that guy was a good actor, perfect guy to play John Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but let's we'll do a Disney episode. Yeah, I'm down. Even though we keep going Disney, yeah. <laughs> and we we're not gonna mention Star Wars in the Disney episode. We can't. I got an idea. I want to see if you like this. Oh God. Okay, so we're. I like this new idea on so, the air. So so we're going with the people from Talk to City to see. Force Awakens. Is that confirmed? I mean, as far as I know, if if it gets closer to the time, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I always trust that my friends will follow through, but if it gets closer and it doesn't happen, I mean, we'll snatch our tickets up. But what I'm thinking of is is taking uh, our trusty Tascam recorder in the car mm-hmm. and meeting up and doing five or ten minutes of pre-watching co- podcast. And get our hopes and dreams and all that. And then record us immediately as we get out. The disappointment. <laughs> the I, inevitable disappointment. Because we built ourselves up. I, I don't know. I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going in open-minded. You know? Um, who the fuck knows? I love the fact that I was like, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. And you were like, dude, let's talk about Star let's Wars. Let's go ahead. No, anyway. It's like, that's the only what, complaint you, okay, I've heard. Okay, okay. Are you, are you against this idea? No, no, no. I'm all for it. We'll tack, it, we'll tack it on to an... Uh, uh, dude, I love tacking on. That that screams quality. We'll tack Let's it on. tack that on somewhere. We'll do our... We'll do... We'll put it in like in the middle of a podcast and then the rest of the podcast we'll just talk about Star Wars, which is pretty much every third episode of our podcast. Yeah. That's like... Like I was saying, that's like the one complaint I've gotten about our podcast. Really? Yeah. It was like somebody was just like, hey, you guys talk about Star Wars a lot. I was like, of course we talk about Star Wars a lot. It's fucking great. And then I unfriended them. <laughs> You know, you know what I would do? We'll go to his house and we'll take a gun and we'll be like, all right, you see that unsubscribe button on iTunes? You hit that fucking unsubscribe button right now. You're no longer a friend of the show. You do not listen to our show ever. Whoa, don't go too far, Bill. Why? I'm okay with accosting someone, but telling them to unfriend us? No, never. <laughs> I'll block you. You were okay with the gun. Uh, yeah, that part I'm fine with. Intimidation, I'm all down. B&E, breaking and entering, I'm down. We're on the B&E network, though. I know. <laughs> uh, isn't that nice? The bacon and eggs. <laughs> Sounds so wholesome. Okay, so we have... We came up with a good idea for this bonus episode. We did? We did. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, Remind let me, me. Let me rephrase that. The brains of this uh, of this operation, me, came up with an idea. Um, I like that. You're the brains, I'm the beard. I'm okay with it. Yep, you're the beard, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what we wanted to talk about this week uh, is a little bonus... little bonus tribute to uh to you wonderful awesome fans and twitter followers uh thank you for playing my guitar while i'm talking it's no problem um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we want to talk about our two favorite graphic novels instead of going one because who the hell's got one favorite of anything i figured we'd talk about our two favorite graphic novels of all time the two things that were just like if you had to go to an island or you know out of this world or Peru with Bob, <laughs> which we talked extensively about his trip. I am so I heard that the the end podcast with Bob for B and E was four hours long. Yeah, I heard the same. And I'm begging Craig to give me the unedited. I'm like, dude, my Christmas present this year, just give me the unedited on a disc. Just give it to me. I want to hear it. You know, I don't care. And he's like, no, I hear a dick. <laughs> oh my god i like that <laughs> will you please give me the thing that i want no i hate you <laughs> i hate you and i hope you die in a fire baruch assault from 
Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um, uh, we I caught a I caught a couple of things of shit for making fun of Brian. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Everybody was like, "When you made fun of Brian?" I'm like, "Seriously, have you gone to bar with uh, bar with Brian?" I'm like, "Don't don't don't hide the fact." And they're like, "We don't really go to bars with Brian." I'm like, "Well, then you have no reason to." That's because you can't. All yeah. of his beer special made in Peru. <laughs> it's a, flown into the U.S. It's a, a beer that is out of Africa that's you know only gets oxygen six times a year. Yeah. It's a beer that's brewed in California, but only when the El Nino hits. You can really taste the destruction in this. Yeah, it's tasty. Those hurricane force Long winds. Longbox small talk. Taste the destruction. Yeah, I love. That's a good shirt. That's a good that's album a good, cover. I'm telling you, dude. Let's just make a music disc of, of music, music. A music disc. A music disc. A music disc. Yeah. Let's, I don't know if anybody buys those. Let's make a. You know what? Let's let's make a a a, a bu- just a bunch of songs. Yeah. And then put it only exclusively on mini disc. <laughs> you can only buy it on mini disc. I know like three people that could buy that. I'm down. <laughs> All right, sell it for like fifteen grand each. <laughs> we're in the we're in the we're in the black again. Did you hear about that Wu Tang album? No, what happened? Wu Tang did an album last year, or I, don't I know, didn't know they were still making music. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, but they did an album, and no one knows what's on it, but it sold to a collector. It's one copy of the album. For like, and he a, immediately went home and torrented no, it for a million bucks. And the <laughs> only way you it'll never be released, or it's like it can't be released for a hundred years, something like that. And the only way to hear it is if you go to like museums when they do special listening parties for it. And my thing is, if it's like the the newest album they put out, it ain't worth listening to. It's probably a piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, and I love Wu Tang, man. The fucking Enter the Thirty Six Chambers is my fucking jam, but. You know what? I never gave a shit about who they were before their video game yeah. that came out, and I haven't cared since. Into the 36 Chambers, man. It's one of the bright, shining marks of, of hip-hop from 93, man. Yeah, but you really, you're really into hip-hop, though. Oh, like, hip-hop. You're, you're, you're in that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I stay away from it for the most part. I love hip-hop. I mean, I, I like me some Eminem, some Dr. Dre. I mean, they're great. Yeah. Uh, those are great. Al- they got some great albums, but... Yeah. like. That late eighties, early nineties, that's my that's my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. What we call mm-hmm. the golden era there. Yeah. Do the humpty hump. I gotcha. Gotta hate you. <laughs> or do you want to go first or am I going first? Oh, for what? I hate you. About the, the graphic novels. Oh, you go first. I want you to break ground on this okay. awesome idea. So my first Oh, and you better not steal one of mine, you fucking asshole. No, because I actually read. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my first one is uh, by far one of the best Batman stories ever told. Not what you're thinking. It's not any of the, the. It's not your one. It's not Dark Knight. Not Killing Joke. That's what I was thinking. No, and and those are all really great books. Don't get me wrong. I picked one. Um, the writer is the same writer of the Back to the Future trilogy, Bob Gale. This would have come out in 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, No Man's Land, book one. Uh, it's the story of post-contagion Gotham after the United States government has blown the bridges and you can't get in and out of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely when I saw the trailer for Dark Knight Return. Yeah, Dark I was Knight just about Rises, to say that. They, that was one of the books was, they used. That, to me, that was screamed No Man's Land. And a lot of that movie, a lot of that second and third act, has no man's land in it yeah um 
Yeah, that that definitely was one of the books that they used for reference. One of the best things about it is Batman doesn't really appear until the very end. You're you're kind of it. It, it has some Mad Max vibe. It, de- it definitely has a you know survivor kind of vibe. You know, different criminals have been freed from Arkham, so they're taking over different parts. You know, uh, the big kingpin is Penguin. He kind of runs the black market all over the place. Uh, Poison Ivy has the park. Uh, Two Face has a certain area, and so they the G- split it up like Secret Wars. No, style? they just took it. Oh, they okay. just took it, and like they, there's a map at the beginning that kind of shows you where everybody's at. And the the GCPD with Gordon and Bullock and all them, you know, they've got some of the people that were able to stay, some of the cops. Uh, they've got them all together, and they're kind of taking Gotham back block by block. And you meet a new Batgirl. Uh, Oracle's kind of got a, an information system set up, but it's not, it's kind of run on computer, but it's, you know, mostly stringing cans. Hey, you know, whatever happens, whatever works. Uh, and everybody pretty much thinks Batman is either dead or left Gotham. Uh, you find out at the end what happens, but it's, to me, it's one of the better stories. It, it gives you a sense of what would happen. Yeah. If something like this did happen, Take the bad guys out, or the or just the costumes. How the hell would people do deal? And it showed people, you know, preying on each other. You know, like a kid gets an apple, and he goes down the street, and then he gets accosted by some gang members, and they take the apple, and the apple gets traded for a gun. You know, because where are you going to get a fresh fruit from? You can get a gun, probably everywhere, but a fresh apple hard to come by. Yeah, um, I recommend it. I, I think it's one of those. It kind of gets overlooked in new continuity. And it also says you can tell a Batman story without Batman, which, again, the second act of Dark Knight Rises is no Batman for a good 20, 30 minutes. Perfect. You know, the world can sustain itself, obviously. So I say Batman No Man's Land Part 1, that book, I need to rebuy it. Um, I haven't had it for a while. I need to get a new copy of it. But I, I you got to... You got to check that one out. Yeah, like the the No Man's Land. What year was that? Like I'm gonna late say 80s? late '90s, early 2000. Late '90s, that late. Yeah, I want to say that I was reading that when The Matrix came out. Okay, I'm gonna double check my time, but yeah, I think it was uh, like. If I had to guess, I was, I was thinking like '96. No, no, later than that. Yeah, that's crazy. It had to be '99, 2000. I'm positive. So that's just one of the, the books you would just never leave home without? Uh, yeah, it's about March 99 to February 2000. Okay. That, yeah, that's a lot later than I thought that was. Because yep. yep. I remember uh, I, I remember reading Contagion and, and uh, a few issues of No Man's Land. I'd, I don't think that it was in my, in my wheelhouse when I was that age. Yeah, I, I'd say uh, the second story arc, Bread and Circuses, is probably equally as good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, as, it's thebomb.com, but it's good. I just remember the Hitman Hitman showing up for uh for Contagion. Okay, the Hitman was in Contagion. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I do, I do remember that. The only I, reason I was like, dude, this guy's perfect. He's Punisher with X-ray vision. Yeah, like, yeah. That's it. All right. So, that's, what's your pick? Oh, okay. Pick one. Oh God. Um, you know what immediately jumps to mind, and it always will with as that. my number one. Um, should I do number one or should I do number two? Whatever you want. Oh man, now I'm torn. No pressure. Shit, I'm sweating. So, um, 
yeah, let's go number two first. Number two is definitely for me, um, Kingdom Come. Ooh. Yeah, like I love everything about that book. Because um, I, I know I've spoken about it before, but I love future storylines or altered storylines. Yeah. And this is kind of both. Um, so you see like an aging Superman whose world has basically evolved into a more aggressive place um, while he stayed the same. So you see um, him being replaced, usurped, by this guy named uh, Magog. Oh, yes. Yeah, Magog is a really cool character, too. Oh, yes. Kind of like the – he's got, like, ram horns and some kind of staff that he shoots something out of. But he's a badass character, and he ends up killing the Joker, something that Batman and Superman would never do. Um, so Superman kind of goes into this self-imposed exile. Yeah. So the book kind of plays out of, of him taking his rightful place again as the leader of all the superheroes that followed his lead into exile. So he is leading a new, more aged JLA. Yeah. Um, great book, great art. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Alex Ross. Oh yes. Alex uh, Ross. yeah. I, I can always tell an Alex Ross, uh, cover. Or artwork. Interiors. I yeah. mean, it's one of his... It was one of his calling cards post-Marvels. Um, Another really good book. Yeah, I don't think it nearly as good as Kingdom Come. Oh, of though. course not. But... I mean, I'll, I'll tell you... I'll say right now, Kingdom Come, when you're talking DC graphic novels, you know, Kingdom Come, Crisis on Infinite Earths, there's there's a handful, Dark Knight Returns, there's, a, there's about five or ten that, you know trump anything marvel will have i mean and there's some great marvel stories don't get me wrong but really it's gonna be hard yeah you know to beat that to beat that book and and of course it mixes in stuff like uh you know the superman story is really kind of a um it's a metaphor for where comics was comics were mid 90s you know where superman goes in goes into self exile because someone a new hero's come out that's darker and edgier yeah which is the whole 90s you know basically saying you know the image comics you know they were darker and edgier and they were more popular with kids and the old golden age heroes weren't they weren't cutting the mustard so they went off they were these ain't your daddy's heroes no but magog really does he really does kind of represent basically your dark horse and image comics um and then there's also you know, with the Spectre, there there's a lot of uh Oh, I completely forgot about that yeah, aspect Spectre of it. Spectre and the and the, the old guy. Yeah. I can't think of the guy's name. The I don't remember his name, but, but he was like a reverend or a yeah, preacher. The 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 Reverend and, and Spectre are are hinting you know, it's kind of like a miracle on no, not Miracle on thirty fourth street, uh it's a wonderful life meets the book of Revelations mm-hmm. where he's guiding him through the story and saying, Okay, guess what? This shit's happening. Here's the gulag where all the people are. Yeah. You know? Intense story, man. And, really intense. You know, I, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't think of that one. That's a damn good. That's a damn good story. Matter of fact, I'll probably pull it out and read it tonight. That's yeah. a good book. Good. It's that's something that I like. I think I kept it in my car for like three years, just in case I was ever in traffic and I had a moment. I. That's not a bad. Yeah, because you never. One of the things that's really good and like back in the day, Wizard took it way apart and like they went frame by frame. Panel by panel. Panel by panel. There you go. They went panel by panel and pointed out all the Easter eggs that are hidden in there. All the tiny oh, things. Oh, I'm going to have to find that. It's all online, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody, somebody was 
took it. Because, like, I think I've taken a magnifying glass to that damn book, like, trying oh, to man. see all the things there's, that they packed into it. There's a Justice League cartoon, Super Friends stuff in there. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, Dude, I love the restaurant. Oh, yeah. How many years until you think those restaurants are real? Because, like, in the comic, there's restaurants that are superhuman-themed, so Wonder Woman will be your server. Okay. Honestly, that's Warner Brothers-based. Oh, you're thinking of, like, rights and stuff? If the movies are popular, I'd say two to five tops. I'd eat it'll there. Ha- it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I, w- I would definitely eat there. Yeah. Get myself a Kryptonian sandwich or something. Get, get Power Girl to serve you lunch. Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman would be fine, but, I mean, Power Girl, seriously, you know, she just... I have a thing for her, too, Bill. Boobs. It's okay. <laughs> Boo. It's okay. She's my favorite cosplayer at all the conventions. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're going to take a moment of silence <laughs> right now where Bill and I aren't going to look at each other right. for a little while. All right. Are you done with Kingdom Come? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. So my my second pick, um, uh, Vertigo 2014 uh, did a series by Scott. Uh, I never can get his name right. Uh, Scott Snyder. Uh, the guy that's writing Batman, and Sean Murphy. It's called The Wake. The Wake is the first five issues of the best uh, action movie, sci-fi action movie we've never seen. It is the... It's uh, it's about a, a female marine biologist in modern time, a single mom, and uh, the government, a, a friend of hers from the government calls and says, hey, we need you on a project. You have to leave now. We can't tell you about it. And you've got enough time to pack a bag and say goodbye to your kid. And we're going to take you to a secret location. And she's like, I don't know about that. And they say, we need you. This is urgent. She goes, and it's an underwater base somewhere near the Arctic. And it's kind of, the base is kind of like the Abyss, that movie. I I was just about to say that. Okay. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. The idea, it won't give too much away. The, uh, the idea is is that during this, because it's a deep ice underwater base, they found a creature. And it's the kind of, it's, the, it's an evolutionary step that we didn't know about. And that had been part of pre, I don't know, I guess pre-human society, you know. It, 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 and, and actually inter- Worked with humans for a while, early humans for a while, and it is this. It built the pyramids. Yes, no, of I, course no. it did. Uh, it, but the whole thing is very water based, and basically, uh, the first half of the story takes place in modern time and is kind of a. Uh, it's the abyss meets alien. It's kind How of how big a, is this creature? Uh, it's it's a little bit bigger than human size. Oh, okay. But, is there just one? Oh no. Okay. And then you see there's a there's one giant one. There's a couple of giant ones. Um, the the first arc ends very abruptly, and you're like, holy shit, this would be a great film. Like this could be on its own. The first five issues could be one of the best action sci-fi films ever made. Um, the second part, it, there are kind of little preludes inside the first issue, the first series, first story. Uh, the second part then moves about 200 plus years into the future. 
uh, at the events of the first issue have already taken place, and as the past normally yeah. does. <laughs> uh, let's just say, let's just say, shit went bad. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, and it takes place with a, a new young female character, kind of in a uh, Mad Max meets Waterworld environment. Um, and the whole planet is completely geographically changed. There's not a whole lot of land. I won't, you know, give you some hints there. Something may happen. Um, and it goes in this batshit crazy direction. The second story is just like, if you make the first one, you got to make the second one just because I want to see them try to make this. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't need to make it a big series. It could be too, it would be too good. Like I, my opinion, you could take the first one and make a great two and a half hour movie out of it. It'd be, it'll be just panel by panel. Fucking dope. Great characters in it. Uh, great action, great intense drama, great visuals. Second, the, the second half could be its own show. Like on AMC, like straight up batshit crazy, uh, you know, flying machines, boats, all this shit, you know, cobbled together technology, uh, it, and then this batshit crazy ending. It's great. It's just, it's really, it's, it's really fucking cool. Like I, and, and it's kind of a sleeper. If you read, you, you probably found it. If you're a vertigo head, you probably found it last year. Uh, especially because I saw the cover and it said Snyder and Sean Murphy. I was like, yep, I'm buying this. Even if it's bad, it's still, it's better than, you know, 80% Captain of Marvel. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, the wake, uh, 10 issue mini series. You can get it in a graphic novel form. I, I think I've actually read that. I think unless there's you, something out there that's very similar. It could be, but, uh, but it seems, it seems to me like they just took like the abyss this this amazing show that only lasted one season on like NBC a few years ago called Surface. Yes, with Peter Dinklage. Who was he in that? I don't remember. Wasn't him. he the midget in it? I, I mean, I, I don't to, remember gosh, that happening. I hate to say that word, but was he the little person in it? Uh, see, I hate little person. Like I understand that I'm I, not. I just don't want to be rude. Well, Peter's not here right now, so it's probably but one okay. day he might be on here. You know. <laughs> We might get the Skype interview in, in season eight of Game of Thrones when we're. Oh, using. we have adjustable mics. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So what's yours? Oh, um, my other one. I, you know, it's odd that you you brought up um how Kingdom Come was kind of a, a kind of like an analogy for comics at the mm -hmm. time because my other story actually started that mm -hmm. that kind of grittier hero that that maybe isn't all good you know okay um they're no flawed plastic. humans so it's plastic man plastic <laughs> yes. man issue one okay sure go, go. no um watchman ah yeah the holy grail the, to me it kind of is yeah it is like i'm not even i'm not a big fan of that 80s kind of style but watchman is such a strong encapsulating engrossing story that i fight my way through it like i'm just not a fan of that art um even though you're not a fan of the art, the storytelling is essentially what inspired the Vertigo line. Yes. If you like Vertigo, honest to God, I would say Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns probably are the two things that made Vertigo happen. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, but Watchmen, um, 
oh man, there's so much story there that I don't even know what to talk about. Like, um, I, I, you know what? I don't think you need to summarize it. I, I yeah, I don't. What is your, what? Give me some of your key parts that you just absolutely love about it. I I absolutely love Doctor Manhattan as a character that sees time what, all I, at once. I mean, incredible. Yeah. And the movie, you know, that's what's great about the movie. The movie really encapsulated that concept very well. I think so, too. And it seems to be like a really wordy kind of book where not a lot of action happens. Yeah. But what happens, what action does happen, it's gritty. It's 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 down to earth the prison it's, escape yeah yeah oh man man rorschach just as a as a character when he goes back into the cell and just fucks that guy up and you never really see it the bathroom yeah you you're, never you're talking about the bathroom yeah you never yeah. see it you just see kind of blood trickling yeah. out of the door Ugh. yeah and it, it sucks because the movie kind of did it like oh look there's blood that's like pouring out and yeah. stuff but like it was much more subtle in the book which i really liked um but yeah, I mean, and the and the book and the movie stayed fairly consistent, other than the one glaring thing at the end that was different. But I can see, I can, see, I mean, I, I understand it as can well. See why? Yeah. I mean, um. But no, the 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 book's just perfect. Like, I don't know what, what more to say about it. Like, they could put that same book out now with updated panels, like updated art, do you and think, I'd buy the shit out of it. it. I know, I know you, we would buy it. Do you think it would be as influential now if it had come out right now? Yes. You think so? I think it will. Because they tried to do this again with I the whole... I was just about to you bring that talk up. About I was just about Go to for bring... it. No, no. I wanted to know if you read that. If you read I, Before Watchmen. I dove into it head first. Yeah. And then, have you ever like dove into a really shallow pool? Yep. yep. Yeah, that's what it was like. I yep. dove into it and immediately smashed my face on the shittiness of how oh, shitty it was, like, it was. It was like putting your penis in a, in a box of razors. Well, I wouldn't do that first off, but if it was like, <laughs> if it was like a, um, oh, let's think, let's think. Okay. If it was like a, uh, a fleshlight and I was like, yeah, fleshlight, this seems like fun. And then I stuck in it and there was like an ant bed in it. That's what it was like. <laughs> that's what it was like. It's yeah. like, it's like fucking an angry ant bed. I read the first two issues of Rorschach. Rorschach? Yeah. All right. We'll go How do it. you say it? Rorschach. Okay, tomato, tomato, fuck off. Well, I've never met anybody first off that says tomato, and if I did, I'd make the, I'd, I'd make fun of them. You've never been to England, then? Well, of course not. Why that's would all, I want to go there? That's all they say. Um. Anyway, I read his first couple issues. I read Comedian, and I read one of the other ones. Yeah, I read Comedian, and I think the Silk Spectre one. I mean, like, I just I couldn't get into it at all. No, it wasn't well written at all. No. Not well written. I mean, the art was okay. Um, the story was just like you could have substituted anyone for those characters. Yeah, um, it, it's like they didn't have any of the heart and soul they had in the original. I'm telling you, if you like that, you need to check out Miracle Man. Yeah, you keep saying that, and Miracle I and I Man, want to, but Mir- because Miracle Man is kind of same vein, mm-hmm. same era, a little bit different kind of a, a little different storytelling but it's still nonetheless it's the same vibe and it's man it gets it goes into some again some fucking batshit crazy places um and you wonder how did those guys do this 30 years ago i mean you look at these creators okay i know um more yeah i know more's probably dealt with some 
substances. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't want to, allegedly, I don't know, but you know, he's, he's out there. Miller, not so much, man. Miller. I just want to, I just want you to know, I had no clue where you were going. With yeah. That. Yeah. But then you listen to like, uh, have you ever read hard boiled, but no. Jeff Darrow? No. Oh man. I mean, Darrow, you read a Darrow story and it has so much deep. It like, Take Kingdom Come and all that minutia that's in those panels, mm-hmm. multiply. I'm not kidding you. Multiply that by a thousand, and that's a Darrow panel. And there's all kinds of shit. I mean, little tiny things. If you take a magnifying glass, holy shit, that's a tiny, like futuristic looking Coke can. Oh my God, that's a, you know, a ray gun from Buck Rogers. You know, in see, this I, reading Transmetropolitan, <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Okay, that pretty much is. They got their ideas from Hard Boiled by Frank by uh, Jeff Darrow. See, I've heard of it. I've just never, I've never taken the moment. It's kind of like Blade Runner ish meets uh, Total Recall. Okay. I uh, see. I'm not a Blade Runner fan, but Total Recall, I can get behind. You're talking about the remake, right? Oh yeah, because that was so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. I, uh, I love it when Bullseye flies around in flying cars <laughs> with two women, one chasing God. him and one like with him, and they're completely <laughs> interchangeable. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad sometimes for Hollywood. It's like, why Why would they do that to themselves? Because they think it's easier to remake something recognizable than it is to take a risk. You know? You'd think after all the times that's bitten them in the ass that they'd learn. You know what the cheapest kind of movie is to make? A Western. You know, what kind of, you know what kind of movies do horrible at box offices? Usually westerns. If, Other than Django Unchained, if you Django, if you took the time to make a great one, Django. Yeah, if you took the time to make a really great one, you know, and not some bullshit, you know, B movie rated bullshit or some schlocky thing. If you made another great one, I mean, the last great one, Django aside, which is a genre film by Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, had to be Unforgiven. You know, maybe Tombstone. True Grit. Uh, again, remake. Oh, fuck. You're yeah. right. Remake of the original from the 50s. You're so, completely right. So, you know, you go with Unforgiven. It's classic. And it's 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 well-written. Good what year was that? 93. What year did Maverick come out? Uh, with Mel Gibson. Does that matter? Uh, Yeah. Maverick was amazing. Maverick is bullshit. 12-year-old me really liked it. 12-year-old you is fucking stupid. I agree with that statement. <laughs> I would say Maverick probably came out somewhere in ninety between ninety five ninety seven. Oh, fucking Wild Wild West, man! Wild Wild West. I no, no, you don't I'll give you nothing. No, all right, I'm okay with it. Nope, nope, taking away. I'm not even giving you a response anymore. Mm-hmm. That'll I, make the podcast fun to record in the future. No, you know, you know, you know how that movie came to be made, right? I've heard Kevin Smith. You talk heard about the Kevin it. Smith. Talk yeah, about, yeah, like that was all. A lot of the premises was just basically Superman is dead, the movie. Mm-hmm. I still want to see that documentary. Uh, the Life and Death of Superman Returns that came out last year. The the one about the Nick Cage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I still want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nick Cage was in a, uh, was cast as Superman until the movie just folded, right? Which is really odd that yeah. that folded. I mean, because like. That was in a time that was right when the internet was up, but still not, not the internet wasn't powerful enough to be what it is now. 
So you could have Hollywood could still have secrets. And yes, you heard Tim Burton was directing it, and then Nick Cage was doing it, and then you never heard anything else about it. You never saw a picture. You never heard of a script treatment. It wasn't until I started listening to the the Kevin Smith live stuff that somebody even talked about it. I'm like, holy shit, that that happened? Like, we heard it was going to happen, and they never made it. Um, what kills me is that in all the pictures that are out now, uh, shows Nick, uh, no, yeah, Nick Cage in his, like, con air, like, yes. mullet. It's awesome. Well, uh, or maybe that was his comb over that it was just down. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I still want to see. Like, I've seen the test, the test footage of the costume. I've seen the some of the stuff, like the set designs. It would have been bad. It well, how about this? How about this? We're gonna do this on air so that I hold you to your promise. Okay. Why don't at some point this next week you come over and we'll we'll get it and we'll, give me, we'll give watch me two it. weeks. I've got I got kids this weekend. Ugh. Come on, it's kid weekend. Ugh. <laughs> we'll because we'll you haven't seen my new house yet either. I'll come over. I tell you what, let's do let's not not this week, but let's say for next week. Next right. weekend I can come by. We can make a Saturday afternoon, pop popcorn and hold hands. Ugh. And uh, and watch it. Let's watch it and see what it's about. Because I definitely want to see it. I'm down. I'm sure it's on videos to, on demand it's on somewhere. Demand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll spend five bucks. Yeah, I don't um, mind. Made of money. That's right. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So this is the bonus episode. Oh shit! It's over. I mean, dude, it's like a dream. It's like over. And... Dude, first of all, we went ten minutes over what we said. It's forty minutes, so it's Man. almost a damn episode, dude. Spending time with you always seems like longer than time should be passing. Well, you know, I usually look forward to Tuesdays with you. Now I'm <laughs> starting to go. Eh, could uh, I, could I do this by myself? Maybe. See, you keep saying that, but I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't. It would sound weird me trying to do your voice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, what are you doing, Bill? Hello. <laughs> Dude, your voices are horrible. I, well, look, I'm not a professional voice actor. I can tell by your horrible <laughs> voice acting. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I'm sorry I'm not you because you're so perfect. Yeah. Yes, I am, Bill. <laughs> you're such a dick. For this special episode of Longbox Small Talk, I'm Bill. And I'm Rodney. And this is a very special see a next issue. See how sad I was whenever you were saying that? I... is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.